Hey guys, this is Thomas Brown, and welcome to the Thomas Vision Podcast. I'm a filmmaker currently based in Atlanta, and this podcast consists of conversations with the professionals I meet along the way. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thomas Brown here. We're with the Thomas Vision Podcast, another episode. And today, we have the great, amazing, sensational Cakes by Lamika. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Um, I actually want to start things off with kind of how I, uh, or our story, but you don't know about this story. So for my first three years of doing weddings, I would not eat cakes at the wedding because, you know, at most of the time when you're filming weddings or doing photography at weddings, you're not offered cake. You know, I'm going to get the vendor meal. And so by the time the cake comes out, you know, I'm still filming. I'm doing dances. And I would never, I would tell my assistants, no, don't get the cake. That's for the guests. And so it wasn't until three years later when you invited me to your, like, yeah, date with a cake event that, you know, you had samples of the cake. Mm -hmm. And I tasted it. And I said, oh, my gosh. Is this what I've been missing at every wedding? I remember, I, I, I believe it was vanilla. That was my favorite. And then I think you made red velvet. I think that was my wife's favorite. And uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, we got to talk to some wedding planners. I'm going to have to get some cake at some of these weddings now. And so I, I, I typically still don't get uh, to get cake because mo- most of the time once things die down, the wedding's like over and all the cake is gone. Uh, but... You know, I always like, hey, ask a wedding plan. Hey, if we can get some cake, you know, if it's cake by Lamika, please, oh, you know, put some in front you. of us. Thank so that makes me feel good. So, so that was our my kind of first introduction mm-hmm. to the amazingness, you know, of oh, your cakes, thank you. I deliciousness. Love cake. I love cake. Oh yeah, me too. Obviously, <laughs> I like cake. Here we go here too. <laughs> so, um, so how have things been going? It's been going okay. Yeah. So why don't we start things off, kind of, um, with a little snapshot of your journey. Oh, wow. Okay. So why cakes? How did that kind of start? Well, cake actually started because... Now, another thing I I enjoyed, Mm -hmm. used to enjoy, was cooking. Okay. I still enjoy it here and there, but my husband does the majority of the cooking now. Um, So, but every time I would go to a gathering or a party where it's just people kind of getting together and just having a good time playing cards or, you know, just hanging out. Not, a, you know, hundreds of people, just, but just a few. I would like, okay, so I would normally take London broil. Okay. And then I would go over to the cake and I'd be so excited because there's cake yeah. or dessert because I, I love cake. But there would never be anything good. It would be mm. like a Kroger Creamy yeah. or one of those public strudel cakes, you know, maybe. But everything was store-bought. Which is nothing against store bought, mm-hmm. but every single time we went to a gathering, it was those same store bought cakes. And I'm yeah. like, does anybody even make a dessert? Make a banana pudding? Make a a pie? Make a pound cake? And pound cake is my absolute oh, I love pound, cake. pound cake. Yes, that's my love absolute it. favorite. So I said, well, I'm gonna start taking the London bro because a little London bro gravy with rice and pound cake. So I started taking that lemon pound cake and. Um, the London broil, and then people start requesting, hey, you gonna bring one of them pound cakes with you? Um, and then one day, one of the young men that um, would be at the gatherings, he said, Sister Edwards, because I'm one of Jehovah's Witnesses, so he, you know, well, he called me Sister Parsons. Did. Sister Parsons, 
would you make me a pound cake? I'll pay you. And I'm like, baby, you ain't got to pay me for the pound cake. I'll make it for you. And I was like, wait a minute, but it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, you want to pay me for that pound cake, shouty. So I started making the pound cakes and selling them here and there. And then um, someone at work um, asked to buy one. So I sold some pound cakes at work. And then um, they said, can you make a red velvet cake? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Let me try. And then I just, I really just did everything related to pound cakes. So okay. I, at first, my little business was called Pound for Pound. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be just do specialty pound cakes. Yeah. Yeah, but that played out pretty fast. Um, so I started doing home style, like pretty much like any other baker. And then mm -hmm. one day, one of my, oh, let me tell you, I worked for the state of Georgia okay. in the telecommunications department. I actually, my job, um, I'm in the customer service center, and um, I ran all of the video conferencing um, along with my boss with the state. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. I had a technical yeah. background versus baking. So I'm not a pastry chef. This was all trial and error. So from those recipes, from the pound cake, the the red velvet cake, and then we'll find other little recipes because, again, I love cake, so I'm all down for trying to bake different types of cake. I would try them out on people at work, and they would say what's good, what's not good. And then a workmate of mine encouraged me to take some decorating classes from the local cake store, Cake Art, which is, on, which is now Lawrenceville Highway. So I took the first cake class, the second cake class, third cake class, then I took the wedding cake class. Um, so I basically took all the classes they had mm -hmm. there um, and then start practicing with the people at work. And then from there, um, started the little cake business. And then one of my people from my Keenum Hall asked me to do their wedding cake. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't I can't do your wedding cake. He said, then what you take the class for? And I was like, well, okay, maybe I can do your wedding cake. So he was my first wedding cake order. But then my manager, his sister was getting married. And they were, he was, they were getting, she was getting married before the first cake order. So her cake actually ended up being the first wedding cake. And I was so nervous. It was just a simple three-tier cake with some ribbon and some little ribbon roses. And when I got, when we got it finally there, and I screamed and hollered at my poor husband the whole drive over there. When we finally got it there and got it set up, I thought I was going to throw up. But <laughs> Especially carrying it in for the first time to make yeah. sure nothing happens. I'm nervous. Like, even when I'm filming the cake mm -hmm. at weddings, I'm nervous because I don't want to touch it. I don't want to be, you know, on Instagram or the news, videographer docs over cake, you know. I'm going to kill you if you knock over my cake. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to find you, and I'm going to hurt you. All right, so now really I know bad. I have to relocate. I'm going to break your legs. So you're going to be in a wheelchair doing your... <laughs> with your little video camera oh. and so, I have threatened so I some will people. run I will run and I have yeah. threatened some people no, it's a lot of work that you put in I totally get it I totally get I it because I don't like being rushed and I've actually had someone say um, I really need you to hurry up and get this cake set up and I turned around and said listen to me I will hurt you if you come over here and talk to me again before I get this cake set up I got one chance one chance only. there's not another cake in this car <laughs> I will hurt you. Do you understand me? I am making this terroristic threat to you right now. Get out of my face. And then they went on about their business. And, got and never messed with you they ever never again. They never messed with me again. They probably even left the wedding, you know, after that. I don't think no. so. They probably didn't leave the wedding, but they didn't bother me no more. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have now I have a buffer person okay. that kind of kind of skims the perimeter and kind of mm -hmm. keeps people. Because people ask questions. Yeah. They come up, oh, what kind of cake is like, it? Like, why are you trying to lift what it and get it? What flavor is that? And I have to say, please get away from me. 
So now they say, oh, we'll get your answers to you a little later because they're mm-hmm. saying I was mean. But yeah. I am mean. And I warn the, usually warn the bride at the table. I'm going to tell you I'm very angry, I'm very mean at the reception because I, I only have one chance to get your cake up. Anyway, back to the cake story. Yeah. So Tanya Diaz encouraged me to take the cake decorating class. I took the cake decorating class, did my first wedding cake. And um, I had a caterer that told me one time after I kind of started doing more and more weddings that he said, you know, you're you're in the you're in you're at the football game, but you're sitting on the sidelines. You really need to get legal, and really start doing this as a, a legal business. Yeah. So I was like, you're right, you're right. And with my job, like two years before I started doing this full time, um, Governor Purdue made this announcement: how wonderful and how great it's going to be for taxpayers um, with the new reorganization that's going on. The re- and we were sitting there listening. He was talking about how AT&T is now going to be infiltrating um, a lot of the services that we're providing. And one of the HR guys was sitting behind me at this meeting. I said, does this mean I need to pay off all my bills and open up that little cake shop that I've been thinking about? He said, yes. And I, was like, I laughed and turned around. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm serious. So... <laughs> When he said that, I was like, oh, okay. So at that time, I started kind of hoarding equipment. I started buying refrigerators, buying Mm -hmm. ovens, buying mixers, and just putting them in the storage unit. And then um, I needed a place to kind of, you know, when you used to meet clients at Starbucks or meet Mm -hmm. clients. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I was doing that. We get tired of that because sometimes a client wouldn't show up. So I said, I need to at least find me a place to meet with the client. Just kind of sit down and, and do the cake tasting without worrying about, you know, if who anybody's walking up on me. So we found the Sweet Sweet E. That was our first little spot um, where I could sit down and meet the client. And then we checked with Forrest Park that they said, uh, so, um, you know, what do we need to do to actually turn it into a bakery? So they told us what we needed to do, and that became my first little a little cake shop. That's so awesome. now I had a yeah. little cake shop, had my equipment. I had mm-hmm. able to bring all of that out the closet, um, out of the storage rather, and start a little small little cake shop. So during that first, like maybe that first year of the shop being, that little small part being open, I had to have um, surgery. Okay. So now with the surgery, um, after getting the weddings done and getting, having my surgery, I couldn't go back to work full time. So I did a few cakes here and there, but I wasn't getting paid. Something happened where I wasn't getting any more sick leave. So while I wasn't getting sick leave, I had to, the cakes were really my only money other than my husband. My husband took care of the house and I had to take care of everything else. So my cake money was handling stuff. I was like, hmm, maybe I can do this full time. I don't know. I don't know. So before I went back to work, the lady at in H, not in HR, but in the billing department, was able to get people to donate leave. I got over like a thousand hours of wow. sick leave donated, where I was able to stay out as long as I needed to heal from a surgery because I ended up being a mess yeah. anyway. But I'm glad I did it because it taught me how to budget and how to be able to um, build out the shop. So I ended up coming into uh, another suite a little bit after I got back because now it was time for our reorg. And the reorg included our entire department being eliminated. So everyone's getting downsized. Everybody was, no, everybody was out of a job in in certain, you know, by July of the following year, they were saying, okay, um, yeah, we're going to, everybody has to find other jobs elsewhere. And a lot of people was laid off even before their retirement came up. So 
because I'd already I listened to the guy in HR behind me, I'd already started building um, building up the my branding with that and start kind of doing more and more weddings and getting my schedule going. So now they're saying, oh, we're gonna we're gonna have to extend. We're gonna have you guys work a little longer. Actually, was supposed to stop in. Um, everything was supposed to stop in March. So now there's like, oh, we're going to extend it to July. So in July, that's when we're going to eliminate the whole telecommunications department here with, with, with um, GTA. I was like, uh, I got weddings. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that's what ended up happening. They, it says, so if some of you have already found jobs, and they looked over at me, or have started your own companies, and the lady looked over at me, you're more than welcome to go. We're going to go ahead on and pay you your severance package, and and you can just set your date, and we'll start your severance package uh, right after your your last paycheck. So it wasn't, even, it wasn't even scary for you at this point because you had already established yourself. I mean, yeah. 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 I was still scared. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Trust yeah, of course. I'm scared okay. still every day. Yeah. I was still scared, but I had a plan. Yeah. And um, just 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 that little time period, and even like that's a picture of a, uh, me and Sonny Purdue over on the table. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, they see, we went. I won a. I had to, I took a cake to him. Mm-hmm. We did a, a fundraiser at our at, at the job, and I won the little bid to be able to take a picture with Sonny Purdue. And I said, I'm gonna take that Joker cake. <laughs> so when we got there, and this was before they did the the final layoffs, even before they offered the severance package, my the C the C um, the CEO of the company of uh, our agents was saying, "This is Lamika, and she makes the best cakes, and she does this and this and this." And I was like, "Would you be quiet? Cause we ain't got laid off yet. Be quiet. Don't be telling the man all of this." <laughs> but she brought you a cake. <laughs> Did he ever, uh, did he taste it there? Or he, did... he took the cake home, and the oh. secretary said they was a little disappointed because they just knew he was going to cut it there. Yeah. And he, they said that he was just smelling that cake and smelling that cake, but he said he, they, they said he took it home and you didn't share it with anybody. <laughs> well, I want to talk about two things uh, that you kind of brought up. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first, we're going to come back to cakes. And I guess this has to do with your business more, say, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, and you tell me your take on this. You know, I haven't been in the wedding industry as long as you, but what I'm seeing when I learn more and more people's background mm-hmm. is that a lot of people who, who I've known, at least, who come from a corporate background, I came from a corporate background of corporate recruiting for like 10 years. And um, I think we tend to really do well as entrepreneurs in the wedding industry because we have that you know, able that tact to follow up with clients and the ability to network and ability to be, you know, more, you know, professional. I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, who came into the wedding business and left, you know, even I've only been, this is like my fifth year. So um, what's your take on that? Do you think your time in, uh, you know, telecommunications and what you were doing kind of helped build your business? And Yeah, yeah. I think so, because, of course, it teaches you that customer relation piece where you have to talk to different types of people at any given time. Yeah. Um, with more artistic people, they may spend more time by themselves. But when you're in a corporate situation, of course, you're around um, a lot of different people all of the time, and you never really know who you're going to come up and come up and deal with. I know, like with 
Um, in GSAMS or our telecommunications part, I have to deal with the governor, I had to deal with um, our CEO, I had to deal with, you know, people at the Center for Puppetry Arts or, you know, just different mm -hmm. um, colleges that would be, we have to set up everything. We, had, we even did conferences from people um, in Sydney, Australia, in Italy. So you had, you had to a be, nice network when you. you first came in, you know, to, to the business. I'm sure you grew it even more. Yeah, yeah. and with the state, yeah, because I did all of the cakes for everyone that was retiring, and I had people if they come in and said, "Did Lamika do the cake?" And they were like, "No, we got this cake from Publix." They leave the party. You know what's so funny about that? I talk to a lot of people, and they don't let their jobs know, like especially like some photographers I know that yeah. they do photography. You know, I guess they're scared that they that maybe the the job may think they're not as serious about it. Mm -hmm. But I think it might be you know if you're at the right company around the right people, I think they would love to support you and it kind of gives your your business a jump start, especially to get in that, that corporate world. You know, where the money can be a, a little bit more uh, more. You know, well, yeah. and actually, my manager, my the person that was over our division, she bought me my first professional mixer. Mm. Yeah, she was like, Mika, I got something in my car for you. And she bought me this beautiful cobalt blue KitchenAid professional stand mixer. And I still have that mixer to this day. So they, they were, I would take them cake. I mean, how, how can you turn down yes. cake? Yeah. So I'd be you like, can. hey, Naomi, what you doing today? You want some cake? Got some cake for you, baby. So, and I would leave it, I would decorate little, you know, little small six inches. This is practice, basically. Decorate little small six inch cakes leave it in little boxes and little gifts. So it just kind of went around. And like I said, they were my recipe taste testers. They were the ones that, so the recipes that I have now, the majority of those recipes came from those people from um, that, that um, tasted my cake and said, okay, we need some more lemon in this one. Or, hey, how about putting cinnamon? What would that taste like? And you can't put a price on them mm -hmm. doing that for you because they would, if you were tasting on yourself, I mean, you know, that's one thing, but mm -hmm. to have so many other people to mm -hmm. give you feedback, just as soon as you get start getting your first paid gigs mm -hmm. outside of the you know the, your immediate network you're already you know ready to go yeah so uh, so the second part of what I wanted to talk about mm -hmm. was when you first got into like the wedding industry what was it like building that brand for yourself was there a lot of other wedding cake companies oh, when yeah. you first came in yeah so what they was it like are. trying to break in and kind of setting yourself apart from other people well let me see I think one is because I like cake. I okay. found a lot of cake decorators don't like cake. Okay. They enjoy the decorating part, the artistic part, which mm -hmm. is nothing wrong with that, but they don't like cake. And um, one of the things that I always think of when we're doing a cake, and I even had to tell this one, the young lady that works with me really close, every single cake that goes out of here, imagine that being your wedding cake. So you have to put yourself into that event, into that cake, because, you know, that's that way you know it's going to be right. I pretend like I'm going to be a guest at that wedding, and how is that, how, when they cut that cake, how's that slice going to look? It needs to be pretty on the plate. So I want to say, I never even thought about this. that. Yeah, it being yeah. pretty on the plate once you slice mm -hmm. it. So we wanted to look good in the inside, because I, I remember caterers saying it looked like somebody kind of pieced this cake together and then iced it and and, and, and brought it on to the wedding. I, I don't like the things to be too sweet. <laughs> Like for things to be too sour, everything has to have a balance. Um, one of the coordinators said, "I have a super palate because I'm I, when I taste food, I can I can almost taste every oh, ingredient that's, okay. that's in it, and I can tell if it's a box cake, if it's a scratch cake, and I don't have no problems with box cakes. I don't have no problems with scratch cakes. Whatever it is, as long as it's good. So, 
But I try to imagine if this was my wedding, if this was my cake order, how would I want it to be done? How would I want my, and then another thing, every single person at that event, that's a referral. Yeah. So I get a lot of word of mouth more than anything. And if you say my cake is dry, I'm gonna tell you a lie because I done tasted that cake before it went out. If I didn't taste it, Kanisha tasted it. And Kanisha, if something's not right with the recipe or if I'm sleepy, so I don't bake when I'm sleepy anymore, she'll say, mm, something's not right with this. This chocolate tastes a little off. I have to rebake it yeah. so to be right. I don't ever want someone to come back to me and say, it didn't taste the way it tasted on the um, at the cake tasting. I needed to say they ta it tasted better than it did <laughs> at the cake, cake taste. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, and I'm glad you brought up Kanisha because one of the things that, and I'm definitely not embarrassed to say that I'm, I've always been struggling with when it comes to my business is building a team and a solid team. Mm -hmm. How has that been for you with building a team? Because, you know, it's so hard to grow and, and to stay consistent and be timely if you don't have a really good team behind you. So how has it been for you, like, building a team? Was it hard at first? Was it... I have a very small team because okay. that's the thing, the word team. And unfortunately, in the cake decorating business, because there's so many cake people out there, they, I found that most of them just looking out for themselves. Okay. They're not willing to be a part of the team. Kanisha, on the other hand, even though she, she, she's never expressed really that she wanted to build her own cake business. And even if she did because I trust her, I would help her yeah. grow that business. But she came from another baker um, in Columbus, Georgia that I trust. And, I, and then at this time, this was before I had my double knee surgery, so I was very ornery and mean. Um, and we have very unconventional hours because we're not open to the public. Uh, we're by appointment only. And I only take the cakes that, um, you know, that I really want to take. So our hours are odd, so it's hard to do, um, like, interns and things like that. But it, it's, it's just finding someone, and you almost have to... Sandy calls it like you have to feel their spirit to see what their motives are almost because so many people come in and they're just looking to what they what they can get from you really for nothing. And I went to I took classes. I if when I finished taking classes at Cake Art, I started going to Nicholas Lodge and taking classes. I pay and go to Louisiana and take classes. So I paid good money to be able to do what I do. And if if I take a class, that class needs to be able to afford me to come back and, and sell it right mm -hmm. and I've taken out I've taken painting classes I've taken floral classes whatever I need to do to advance my business and it's we found that so many people there say oh I, I'm self-taught and that's great to be self-taught mm -hmm. however have you taken the basics so many don't know the basics so when they come they don't have that basic and I don't have time to teach them that's why my yeah. team is so small even with Kanisha she she's and she's a, she is a pastry chef she went to culinary art school and graduated with honors however they don't teach them in pastry school just how to ice a cake smooth you know, and how to decorate a cake well they, they do a lot of dummies but they don't do any actual cake. you know that's been my problem so I'm actually building a team now mm -hmm. finally right and the editors so editing is like like I could film probably 300 weddings a year it's the editing that takes so much time each wedding film takes about well when, with all the films that I give the clients in the end it takes about 40 to 70 hours to put them all together so like you were saying when you have assistants come in and it can be sometimes be frustrating when they don't know the basics that's how it's been like when they come in and say they can edit and they sit down and I'm like but you don't know how to edit. Like, you know, Thank you, 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 you kind of know how to edit, but I, I can't spend all my time training you because we just need to work and, right. and pump out these projects. So um, 
So I, I definitely understand that. Um, now let's talk about design. Okay. Do you have, because I, you know, I'm looking around now for those of you listening, we are in her studio and we're surrounded by all these beautiful cake designs. Do you have like a kind of design that you love, um, that you're known for, uh, or is it just all something different? Each one is just something different. I don't think I have something that I'm known yeah. for. I remember one um, person that was at a wedding and they said they saw the cake and they was like, that looks like a Lamika cake. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. And sometimes other people can see that, you know, in you that you can't even see that, yeah. that thing that you have. But yeah. I think all of us have a, a hand, like, um, because I, I know I do all different types of cake, but um, like when Melanie would, for goodness cakes used to be here, I can always, I can walk into a room or see a photo and I would know Melanie's hand. I would okay. know that Melanie touched that cake. Um, um, I would know when, uh, for goodness, not for goodness cake, but for when uh, Ramona, I know when Ramona does a cake and I know when her son does a cake. So we all have a, a hand and I think it, you could tell more from, if you were a decorator, that kind of scrutinize a little more than, um, you know, than the average eye. But I don't know. I try to I try to do things as different as possible. I do have a love for that 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 diamond pattern. That's always mm, been my favorite okay. because I remember when I took a class on how to do that embossing with the pearls, and that class made me realize. I can do anything. That is great. I mean, because this one is just so intricate. Right now, I'm looking at a cake, and it looks like it's filled uh, with pearls. Yeah. You know, pearls and, so. and lace. All of that's hand. That is a now a seven thousand dollar cake. Um, and those little pieces on the side, there's only eight little molds that can create that that structure um, in the world. Because we, I actually took a class in Louisiana. Um, from two platinum wedding cake artists. They, they would do a, a cake-cation every year. And I took a class from them um, to learn how to do these over-the-top, really ornate Louisiana kind of style wedding cakes. Because in Louisiana, cake is everything. That's like the the piece de la resonance on the, um, <laughs> of the wedding. You can have your wedding at a pig farm, but if you don't have a six-foot-tall cake, you mm -hmm. ain't nothing. <laughs> I've never been. My father has lived out there for the past. How old am I now? I just turned 39 yesterday. So I think for the past 30 years he lived out there, and I don't think I've ever had a cake, you know, from out there. But for this type of cake, how long is that uh, process? Weeks. It's weeks. Okay. Yeah. It takes about three weeks for the panels to get done, and then it takes like this would be the only cake we can do. We have to have a special cut for that base. The egg is. Um, chocolate mm -hmm. and you have to decorate that that has to be done a ahead of time so it's hours and hours and hours man i thought i was with you know the 40 <laughs> hours you know the 50 hours of editing man this but i mean it really shows and uh you know every time i'm at a, a wedding and i see i mean i'm gonna of course get everyone's cake but when yeah. it's a cake by the mickey cake i'm definitely gonna oh, get the amazing <laughs> shots of, the, of, of, of those cakes even if i don't get to taste it i never asked you about how did you get into celebrity like uh, events, like or like your first one. I think the very first celebrity cake that I did, and I knew, they still didn't really know who was Finesse Mitchell. Okay. Um, he was on Saturday Night Live as a comedian, mm -hmm. and I did his first wedding cake, but I really didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> I knew who he was, but yeah. I didn't know that's who wedding I was doing, doing because I met his um his fiance mm -hmm. and her friend, um. 
so I did that cake, and I don't know, you know, what came out of that cake. And I know we did a lot of, um, but I, I guess I would say we have to come from the planner. With the Housewives, it started with Phaedra Parks. Okay. And with Phaedra Parks, that came from her coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where her coordinator had my cake, but she had my cake, and she brought Phaedra here, and we did um, her tasting. And then Candy came from a, the, the coordinator um, that was dealing with him, and then it kind of just kind of buffered from there. But usually it comes from the coordinator, even the, a lot of the... Oh, and I did um, Fosworth Bentley's mm-hmm. wedding cake. That came from a coordinator. Yes. And he came here and did his tasting. And when I had... not Even before I had all of this, just when I had that little bitty space. And I didn't know who he was either until one girl came to pick up a cake. And she wouldn't leave. And I'm like, you got your cake, right? And she's like, yeah, I, I want to get his autograph. And I was like, for what? And then his wife was in... Um, Benjamin Button, and she's mm-hmm. been in some other movies. I didn't know. It, it has to be exciting to see your cake on TV. I'm not sure it if you is. ever watched. I, yeah, I get, I get a little tired. Like, nigga, my cake. I just saw my cake on. Um, say yes to the dress, and I was like, that's my cake. Yeah. I was excited. It was a few years ago. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so I do get excited. But I treat celebrities like they, they, they regular folks. Yeah. Every client that comes in here, they're celebrity, as far as I'm concerned. So. What do you have, you know, going on? You have anything new? You have any uh, new networking events like Day with a Cake coming up? Anything like that? I want to plan Date with Cake for the beginning of next year, maybe like uh, the end of January or February. I want to stay away from Super Bowl, I guess. Um, but I haven't set anything in stone yet. We've kind of just been drafting. I have to find a location. Still have to find a location. Um, my new location may be the spot. Oh, yeah. I think about that. Yeah, my idea. new location may be okay. the spot to do it. We'll talk about that off off camera. We'll let you guys know yeah. if it comes in, in another podcast. If it comes to be. Mm-hmm. Then but, I have um, to make new displays. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't so even move these guys out okay. of here anymore. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing. Like when we try to do a bridal show, I have to make new displays because I have no desire to break this room down. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> bring everything bang, bang, back, back home. together. Yeah, yeah. And I get so many. We get so many requests now from Instagram. That's been our biggest. Yeah, mine's um, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Instagram. Me too. So, last but not least, mm-hmm. cakes. Like, what is your? Do you have a favorite? I mean, I'm a chocolate guy. I'm a chocolate guy, but let me tell you, that vanilla I tasted by you, I was like, it is so good. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm really a chocolate cake guy. Um, do you have a favorite or is it just It everything? depends on the day. It Sometimes day. I'm a I still love pound cake. Yeah. Well, pound, yeah. pound cake, yeah. women pound cake is always going to be my top. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while. But, it, I mean, it changes. Sometimes I just want a piece of strawberry cake. Sometimes I want some butter okay. almond cake. And I don't even like almond cake. Mm. But I like my almond yeah. cake. But my um, my sibling uh, perfected that recipe. So it just kind of depends on what I, mood I'm in. And so with your almond cake. I don't like almond cake because it's just so heavy. It's just too almondy sometimes mm-hmm. for me. That's what so I do you go like with either. like a, a little bit lighter? Yeah. yeah. With the almond is probably the lightest of flavor. Everything else gets a, I do heavy. Because yeah. I like flavor. Mm-hmm. So, but my almond cake, you have to pull back. Because too much almond turns into like a, a bad cherry kind of a taste. Okay. So, yeah, we are kind of light with the almond. I want to talk about faux cakes and display display cakes and okay. real cakes. All right, let's do that. <laughs> <I've been> getting- <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. I noticed, um, like, uh, I went down to Columbus, Georgia, mm-hmm. and we did this beautiful cake with cut in half and did all these fresh roses inside. And, of course, we did a little piece. Now, in Atlanta, a faux cake versus a real cake, the faux cake is always going to win out. And the faux cake, this is, what, this, this is what you see in this room. They're the display cakes or the okay. faux cakes. And everything on the outside is sugar. So we still take time to do all the decorating. It still took me 
actually three full days to do this cake, even though it's a faux cake. Um, if, now, if it was a real cake, it takes even longer because if okay. you would imagine to do all this intricate work, I would have to take that cake in and out the refrigerator, in and out the, refri oh, okay. the refrigerator. Yeah. So with the faux cakes, you can do more intricate, more, um, uh, more much inlaid design work because you don't have, you're not, you're not locked into that refrigeration time when your icing starts to get um, uh, room temperature and starts to do its own little thing. Um, like this past weekend, we had a cake that we had to hang from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Now that cake by itself in full weighed about 25, 30 pounds. Now imagine if that seven tier, and it was seven tiers of cake at seven inches tall, how much that cake would have weighed had we hung it upside down in all cake. Did it have the one it did area have a, to yeah, slice? Okay. It sure did, yeah, because we always add that in there so they can still, you know, have that same experience that they would have um, with the real cake. But the weight of the cake um, and then the travel, because I had to take that cake all the way down to Fort Lauderdale. So imagine if I had to take a, just a seven-tier cake down to yeah. Macon, Georgia, and if there's traffic. Yeah. So I'm going to get <laughs> – the cake is going to be sitting in the van. Even though the van is cool, it's still coming down to a room temperature, and icing is going to start doing other things. So when people look at a faux cake and it's like, oh, it's not real. That hurts our feelings because we still put a lot of time and a lot of energy in that cake. And it doesn't. It's not like it's just printed out. Right. You know, it just comes out. Yeah. <laughs> right. We didn't pick it up and throw it in the car and move. We actually worked on that cake. And, if, and with ours, if you touch that cake, that cake's still going to move in. And you still can smell it because, of course, we use sugar and sugar flowers. Everything is still real on the outside. So it gives you a better presentation, okay. especially if we're traveling um, or if you're not going to be serving that cake until late on in the evening. Like a lot of people like cream cheese icing with mm -hmm. red velvet cake. Cream cheese icing, once it gets room temperature, you don't know what that what, what that icing is going to oh, do. Okay. So yeah, and you can have it outside, different things. So don't so, knock the faux cake. So when you do the faux cake, mm -hmm. do you normally also just then make a big sheet cake do, for the back mm -hmm. to slice up. We do. And see, that's another thing. You can have a whole bunch of different flavors oh, in those okay. different sheet cakes. Because just because you're having 200 people, you don't have to have one flavor. We can break it up now to four different flavors if you like. All right. Well, you know, I'm, my, my mouth is starting to water <laughs> thinking on that. I haven't even had breakfast, you know, oh, yet I'm today. <laughs> I can make you some grits and eggs, mm -hmm. man. Oh, well, yeah, some grits, because yeah. I think you're, you're vegetarian. You don't yeah. eat eggs? You eat eggs? Uh, no, I eat eggs. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah. I, eat, I do eat eggs. Yeah, you eat shrimp? Eat uh -huh. eat no, no. Mm -hmm. No meat. No yeah, meat. If they meat. got a mom and a yeah. daddy, you don't so eat them. This uh, July mm -hmm. made um, uh, two years now. Yep, so I made two years vegetarian. But I can, as long as I can have cake and pancakes, you know, I'm, I'm good in life. <laughs> That's all I need. So, um, but, you know, thank you so much for doing the podcast today. Where can people find you? Oh, at www.cakesbylamika.com. And Lamika is spelled L-A-M-E-E-K-A. And then Instagram is Cakes by Lamika Cakes as by well. Lamika as well, yeah. All right. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening in today, consider subscribing to the podcast. See you next time.